0: welcome to the way of crypto podcast your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and bitcoin space every single weekday morning we go over market news price action and of course all the drama happening in crypto every single day if you want to support the show you can find us on patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month or if you want to take it up a notch you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month, this allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple, and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website, and it has not been tampered with by a third party, like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, So use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger, and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the Way of Crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Crypto Cast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website, www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns. And I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website. If you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link, you can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Way of Crypto Podcast. We got lots of news to go over this morning. There is a website called Crypto Leaks. And uh, this website is trying to be, uh, for lack of a better description, attempting to be the WikiLeaks of cryptocurrency. There's some interesting allegations popping up off that website, most of them geared towards Ava Labs, AVAX, uh, causing a significant price drop, so we're going to look at that. Uh, I've been through, uh, I've read the articles, I've watched the videos, so you guys don't have to. it's medium interesting, I guess. There are more interesting things happening in crypto at the moment. Uh, and the credibility is, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit undecided on, uh, I have to wait until I can sink my teeth into more and maybe digest this a little bit. Uh, however, I don't appear these guys that are on video, uh, the lawyers for Aval Labs, uh, they don't appear to be genuine and uh, just kind of maybe embellishing their stories to sound good or in, t- in communication like uh, most people do when they're out for dinner and having a few drinks and uh, they make their stories sound a little better than they truly are. I think there's, uh, it's important to keep that angle while looking at the story as well. However, uh, we're going to keep kind of digging into this uh, and see where it ends up. Also, uh, Snoop Dogg and Eminem's performance on the MTV Music Awards last night, they uh, had a song kind of, not featuring, but um, promoting Bored Apes Yacht Club. And it wasn't taking very well that they uh, were promoting some NFTs. Uh, so we'll talk about that as well. And we actually got uh, we got quite a few things to talk about this morning. Kind of a slow news weekend, but there's still lots of stuff to cover. Mount Gox, we haven't talked about. Uh, that, not a thing, happened yesterday, so we'll get into that a little bit as well. Anyways, let's start off with market news here. Fear and Greed currently sitting at a 24 last week 29 so we have dropped with the price action of Bitcoin falling below twenty thousand just barely here I guess uh, if you look at this on the 24hour scale it's about the same as it was yesterday because I'm recording this podcast about 24 hours from that time and it was twenty thousand four dollars I think something like that yesterday right now it's sitting at 1993 so um, what's that 10 bucks off the price over the last 24 hours. Uh, anyways, Bitcoin has broken through that $20,000 mark. Uh, that's most important and uh, more important if you're a Bitcoin bear and you're looking for a short opportunity, non-financial advice, of course. However, uh, we have dropped in the Gre- Greed and Fear Index, currently sitting at 24 from yesterday's 28, last week's 29. Last month, at 42, that was when Bitcoin was cruising at about 25,000 American uh, yeah. So let's get into some price action. Bitcoin sitting at $19,855. Uh, so it dropped another 100 bucks, $150 or so uh, on the 24-hour. It is in the red, obviously, uh, almost 1%. On the 7-day, almost 7%, it's 6.5. Uh, in the red. Ethereum, things are slightly different. Um, I actually have a couple charts open here. Uh, one says positive, one says negative. However, uh, Ethereum at fourteen fifty-four uh, dollars U.S. that is, and uh, down about two percent on twenty-four, and about seven percent on the seven-day. However, uh, I do think there's some accuracy here going on with uh, coin market cap as uh, that's around what Ethereum was yesterday at this time as well. So I think it's fairly flat on the twenty-four hour. Uh, anyways. We'll just get into the price. The percentages aren't that important anyway. It's more looking at price action. XRP is at 32 cents right now. Uh, CoinMicroCab has it in the red at 3.15 percent and 3.44 percent in the red on the seven-day. Cardano's is at 43 cents. Solana is at 30 bucks and 76 cents. Dogecoin's at six cents. Polkadot six dollars and ninety-five cents. Matic at 78 cents. Been Looking for an entry point into Matic, uh, and it's almost there. I think Shiba knew there's lots of zeros there, but it is down 3.42% in the 24 and 8.3% on the seven day AVAX. This is uh, suffering. So, we talked a little bit about crypto leaks. Uh, and if you want to check out the website, I believe it is cryptoleaks.info. Uh, hold on, I'm going to put this on pause for a moment here. Okay, I'm back. So if you want to check out the website, it is crypto, CryptoLinks.info. And AVAX Price has suffered because of this information that's coming out. What it is is a bunch of allegations with a hidden camera video of two of Ava's, AVAX's lawyers speaking to an unknown person uh, and embellishing and talking about their litigation against other crypto projects. That's essentially what the story is. Uh, if you are interested in it and want to learn more, I think you should go to the website and have a look for yourself uh, because I do find the credibility uh, not great when uh, when we're looking at this. However, AVAX is down like 10% over the last 24 hours and almost 20% on the seven day. That may not be totally in regards to... Um, Crypto leaks. Obviously, uh, they were down about 10% before this on the seven day. However, that's brought them up to almost 20% now. So Avax is sitting at 18 dollars, um, and we have nothing really in the green. Litecoin is flat on the 24. This is according to Coin Market Cap at 54 bucks, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Monero is close to flat uh, at 145 bucks. Uh, and uh, still down 5% on the 70 though. So nothing in the green really at all today except stable coins, obviously. And uh, let's get right into the news here. We're going to start with the Lab story and uh, crypto leaks just to get that out of the way. And I encourage you, if you want to look into more of this, I'll be following this as it develops, which I expect it to. I don't think this one's going to go away in a 24-hour news cycle. I think there may be more and more stuff popping up here. Um, there's more and more people commenting. CZ from Binance has commented on Twitter. Uh, the Ripple CEO has commented, there's there's a lot of stuff going on, and this is very much a developing story, uh, really happening yesterday afternoon and then overnight as well. <clears throat> so this is the article I've chosen, there's lots on this, it is from Cointelegraph, and it is titled, Avalab CEO Denies CryptoLeaks Claims as Conspiracy Theory Nonsense. The CEO comments come from a CryptoLeaks blog post, allegedly, alleging, uh, I shouldn't have chose... Coin Telegraph, because the uh, writing is just horrible. Anyways, CEO comments come after CryptoLeaks blog post alleged that Ava Labs has a secret pact with U.S. Uh, with a U.S. law firm to sue competitors in exchange for Avax tokens and equity. Ava Labs CEO, I'm going to screw up this name here, Emin Gun has dismissed sensational alleg- allegations from CryptoLeaks that his company used litigation to harm competitors and fool. Crypt- To fool regulators, labeling it a conspiracy theory nonsense. Sarah made the comments in an August 28th post that was yesterday to his 280,000 followers, uh, referring to an August 26th article from CryptoLeaks alleging the companies formed a secret pact with U.S. law firm Roche Freeman to use the American legal system gangster style to attack and harm crypto organizations other crypto organizations. So uh, what they're alleging is that uh, AVAX used lawyers bribed by, bribed, maybe that's a little bit of a harsh word, I guess, uh, paid by tokens and equity into AVAX to take down competitive cryptocurrencies. And there's a growing list of these. They include like Binance, Solana, uh, some big ones. They include those those tokens here. Uh, And using the court system in the US to go after these to bring down Price action increase uh, and increase eyes on AVAX. And uh, apparently, when watching the videos, one of the lawyers stated that uh, AVAX won't be sued because of some kind of deal he has going on with US litigators. That's what we know so far. On Friday, CryptoLeaks published a series of candid videos from an unknown source. Purportedly showing U.S. attorney Kyle Roach of Roach Freeman LLP detailing his partnership and relationship with the CEO of Avax and Kevin Sakini. He's the COO, I believe. And uh, let's get into it more here. Crypto leaks denied that Roach, Friedman, and Kyle Roach have a deal to provide Ava Labs with legal services in exchange for Avax tokens and Ava Labs equity. Should be noted that. Uh, the lawyer, Roche Friedman, I believe it was him, actually stated he's actually living with members of the Ava Lab teams. Not that that's illegal. Uh, however, it kind of disputes when uh, the CEO and CEO of Ava Labs are disputing that they have any kind of deal with them. So they're, they're, I guess the credibility can grow here. It has potential to grow. It does seem odd that they're just denying these allegations. Uh, but let's get back to the article here. CryptoLeaks claim that Roche Friedman and Kyle Roche have a deal to provide Ava Labs with legal services in exchange for the AVAX token and Ava Labs equity. So we're calling that lawyer a liar right now. And would also use litigation as a tool to disrupt competitors and misdirect regulators such as the SEC and the uh, CFTC. The publication also said the videos of Roche suggest there was a tight-knit relationship between Roche and Sear. And, which began in academia and they also moved into a co-working space together in August 2019 around the time that the deal was made to provide him legal services in exchange for token supply. Roche said, uh, this is a quote from him, we did a deal where I agreed to provide legal services in exchange of a certain percentage of the token supply. In the video he actually claims that he has uh, one point of, uh, of percentage of equity in the company and a token supply. Another video shows Roche saying that they use litigation services as a strategic instrument to support Avalabs. I see half the companies in the space. I know where the market is going. I believe I am one of the top 10 crypto experts in the world. I've seen, this, seen the insides of every single crypto company according to the video. And this is a quote by CZ Binance. On Twitter, if you want to follow him, he's at CZ underscore Binance. In quotes, this is wild. Not sure if this is true, but assuming the videos are not deep fake. um, And of course, Binance was a target. We are not even a competitor. So we're going to watch this story grow. Uh, It's interesting. uh, It has a lot of human interest. So, of course, we're going to cover the podcast. That's what the way of crypto is all about, covering human interest stories in the crypto space, whether that be price action or something else. Uh, and this is one of those things. So we're going to be following this and see if it develops further. I encourage you to go to CryptoLeaks.info and watch the videos yourself uh, to come up with your own conclusions. I am unsure whether uh, these two lawyers are just kind of speaking in a way uh, that's embellishing kind of what they've done in the past. And it kind of looks that way. They're younger guys. And uh, yeah, people do that all the time. So Maybe it's just one of those things, but we'll follow the story and find out more uh, and get on to the next story here. Tether has pushed back their timeline on their audit. I really wish uh, after hearing the good news come out about Twitter or sorry, Tether earlier in the week uh, in regards to their relationship with Tornado Cash users, wallets that are connected to Tornado Cash, how they chose not to censor any of them after USDC froze a lot of their assets, any kind of wallets that were associated with Tornado Cash. They were freezing assets. Tether's like, nope, we're not going to freeze assets. We don't believe in censorship in the crypto space, and we're just going to let it roll. And uh, I was really impressed with that. I really liked Tether. And uh, they have a lot of issues as well. Their biggest issue being uh, that people don't necessarily trust that they say what they have on their books. What they say they have in their books they actually hold and uh man i just wish they get their get their s-h-i-t together here and uh get a, a decent audit done tether has promised a full review of its books for more than five years and ever since questions of its reserves began to circulate this is what i'm talking about uh so this article is from blockworks and uh oh i just wish if they would just get this audit done uh tether i, I could fully support tether as uh, my stable coin of choice tether's cto Palo, I'm, I'm going to murder this guy's name, Palo Ardiano has published back the timeline for his company to undergo a full financial audit. The stablecoin issuer recently said it would issue monthly attestations more frequently than called for under a 2021 sentiment with the NYAG. So Tether Holdings Limited continues to move the goalpost on full audit of its, of its reserve backings to the industry stablecoin. Just looking for the date here because uh, we could talk about how Tether... Um, doesn't, may not have their, the holdings they say they do all day long. And that's kind of what this article is talking about here. Uh, so yeah, that's what the biggest problem is with Tether right now is we don't know. So if you purchase 100 uh, USDT tokens in the hopes to swap those into Bitcoin on a dip or swap those into Ethereum or something on a dip or whatever you're waiting for to uh, inject your capital into those cryptocurrencies, you're just holding USDT, you're holding 100 bucks, it may actually not be backed by 100 bucks worth of goods uh, from Tether. That's the issue. That's what we're all waiting to find out here. They keep pumping the goalpost back. <laughs> so we are pushing that timeline back for us to learn about it. That's the negative. The positive Tether is anti-censorship uh, in the crypto space and they've proven that to be so at this point. So. You got some good and some bad. And uh, USDC, we're pretty confident that they have the holdings they say they do. However, they're pro-censorship. So you have uh, your choice of the two stable coins in the crypto space and who you want to uh, invest would be a, a different word, but what tokens you'd want to purchase because uh, these companies do have financial benefit when you purchase their tokens, tokens of course. Looking at OpenSea, shifting gears into NFTs, OpenSea's volume is down like 99%. This is an article from uh, Cointelegraph, and it is stated looks bare. OpenSea turns into NFT ghost town after volume plunges 99% in 90 days. An ongoing debt crisis on the lending platform Bandow is also increasing the risk of NF- the NFT bubble going burst. Is it a bubble? Maybe. Time will tell. I have an ongoing theory I like to chat about sometimes in the show here that uh, we may be in the golden era of NFTs, and some of these NFTs from this time period may have some value in the future because this is the first couple years we're trying to figure out what NFTs are, uh, where they belong, what the use case is, and all that kind of stuff. There's lots of interesting ideas. 99.9% of them are. are just jpegs and uh, even the ones that claim utility as uh such as a ticket to belong to a, uh, a a club social network uh whatever the case may be it's still a jpeg that you're holding in your wallet at this point but it may not always just be a jpeg and if it's not always just a jpeg and nfts Turn into something big. Your car ownership becomes an NFT. Your uh, lease on your home becomes an NFT, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Your driver's license becomes an NFT for good or for bad. I don't know if this is a positive thing or, or a negative thing to go all digital in this uh, in this way. However, if this does uh, does happen, my theory is that these JPEGs from 2020 to 2022 or I guess even earlier than that if we're talking CryptoPunks and what became for that. I'm not an NFT historian, I don't know. My my NFT history starts at CryptoPunks really. Uh, however, if you're holding something from this time period that may have some value, purely speculative, purely my opinion, non financial advice. Uh, so uh, yeah, don't go and put all your money in NFTs. Right now it is looking bare out there on OpenSea which is the biggest NFT exchange all these things just keep in mind here. However, uh, let's dig into the article. OpenSea, the world's largest non-fungible token NFT marketplace, has witnessed a substantial drop in daily volumes as fear as a potential market bubble grow. Uh yeah, I could see NFTs being a little bubble that pops for sure here. Uh, especially over the last 2021, it's really a massive year. It's like the year of the NFT. Uh, yeah, I could see that being a bubble just because it's so new, such such a new thing. OpenSea's volume plummets to yearly lows. Notably, the marketplace processed nearly five million dollars worth of NFT transactions on August 28th, approximately 99 percent lower than its record high of 405 million on May 1st. The massive declines in daily volume coincide with equally drastic drops on OpenSea users and their transactions, suggesting that the value and interest in blockchain-based collectibles have diminished in recent months. So I, I don't see why this is a surprise. NFTs will clearly involve people in the crypto space, and really it's a niche in the crypto space. So currently at this moment in time, There are not a lot of NFT traders. There never was. There was uh, a lot of volume generated from the same users though. Uh, The amount of users in the NFT space is super small and it's really a a subset of crypto users in itself. So uh, NFTs are going to follow the crypto space for the foreseeable future just like altcoins follow Bitcoin. It's all going to be very related to each other for the time being anyway until NFTs figure out what they are and uh, their use until NFTs use is much more simple than what it is now. Uh, the further that is further visible in the falling floor prices. So, yeah, so NFTs floor prices uh, are crashing just like the rest of the crypto space. The minimum, minimum amount of one is ready to pay for an NFT Yeah, so it's explaining what floor prices are. It's the minimum amount one is ready to pay for an NFT. And if you have a look at any NFT marketplace, Rarible, OpenSea, NFT.com, I think that's Kevin O'Leary's NFT marketplace. I've never used it though. However, if you check out any of these uh, NFT marketplaces, you'll see a floor price kind of in the description area of the NFT. And that's the minimum uh, a person should expect to pay for whatever NFT collection you're looking at. However, you can make offers and all that kind of stuff. Similarly, the floor price of CryptoPunks, another top NFT collection, dropped almost 20% from its July high. I actually skipped a sentence here. So, uh, for instance, the floor price of Board API Club, which we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, not specifically the NFT, but some celebrities involvement there, has dropped by 53% to 72.5 ETH on August 28th versus the all-time high of 153 ETH on May 1st. And then the sentence I just read there, similar, similarly, the floor price of Crypto Prunks, another top NFT collection dropped almost 20% from its July high of 83.72 ETH. The NFT bubble is bursting. So this is from uh, Cointelegraph. And uh, yes, so is it uh, to have conviction in NFTs? I know there's a lot of people that actually do and they look at NFT purchases as long-term investments. I'm not totally behind this. Uh, I'm very much a speculator. I've I've traded some NFTs and done okay with that. Uh, and I find it super interesting. And my belief is that it's possible that a lot of projects, not just Board API Club and CryptoPunks, however, those ones are going to hold uh, their value, I think. So yeah, the bubble may pop. I think those blue chips are going to be okay. They may drop by 50%, 70% even, but they're going to come back. A lot of these... NFT projects will never come back. They will never hold any value. And I think there's going to be some odd ones that we just don't know yet uh, that are going to be really valuable in the future because people are going to look back on this time of NFTs from this, say, 2017 to 2024 in that range as this golden era of NFTs exploring what they were and uh, how it all started and how it all started with jpegs that would live in your wallet and i think uh purely speculative i think that's going to hold some value in the future which ones i don't know uh i don't and there's no way to guess so um yeah non-financial advice of course Mt. gox so we talked about this a little bit yesterday how we were anticipating uh maybe not we but the crypto market was anticipating 137,000 bitcoin to be dumped onto the crypto space We also discussed how this has been an ongoing rumor over the last couple of years. People are just waiting. Like Mt. Gox is just this kind of sword hanging above our heads. This 137,000 Bitcoin is just waiting to be dumped to the market at any time. Probably going to happen at the worst time. This is how the rumor has been going over the last couple of years. It was supposed to happen yesterday. We had confirmation from... I don't even know where this confirmation came from, to be honest. It just kind of blew up on the internet. So internet-wide confirmation that Mt. Gox Bitcoin was going to be dumped onto the crypto market yesterday. However, it never happened. So we don't know when this is coming. Uh, I choose to just not worry about this and live my life like a normal human here. Uh, However, there has been uh, some dismissiveness of the rumor of Mt. Gox being dumped on the market, and I think that's pretty obvious now because it never happened. However, we're just going to talk about uh, the details of maybe why it didn't happen. Mt. Gox creditors dismiss rumors of massive Bitcoin dump. Mt. Gox creditor Eric Wall said that at the moment, creditors are still unable to register where the funds should be sent to. So wherever this rumor came from, appears to be completely false, and it was an internet-wide rumor. It wasn't localized to any uh, news market news source here. However, it didn't come from the creditors. As rumors about an upcoming Bitcoin dump float on Twitter, Mt. Gox creditors uh-huh. took to Twitter to say that these are false. They waited a long time to state that these were false. I think they said yesterday. One uh, with one highlighting that the defunct exchange repayment system is still not live. In the Twitter thread, Eric Wall introduced himself as Mt. Mt. Gox creditor and confirmed that there were not, there would not be a $137,000 or 137000 Bitcoin dump, countering rumors floating around about on social media. According to the Wall. The, according to Wall, the exchange has not yet completed the infrastructure needed to commence the repayment. In addition, Wall also said at the moment, people are still unable to register where to send the Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash payments. The creditor also believes that payments should occur in various installments, dismissing fears. This is what we've talked about uh, here, that this is just not going to be like, here's all your crypto. Here's all your Bitcoin that you've lost. It's going to be in installments. It's going to be a slow release. And people are not going to sell their entire bags. These are OG crypto holders. They're not going to dump the, the 100% of their bags. They may dump 50% to re- take some profits because a lot of these coins are very much in profit as of now, uh, even, with the, uh, even with the crash of the crypto space. So they may take some profits. However, they're not going to dump all their bags. These are original crypto holders. They know where it's going. They know where Bitcoin's going. They know it's undervalued right now. Uh, and they all know that... Bitcoin's comfortable value in a bear market in 2022 without a lot of these black swan events that happened with uh, Terra Luna being uh, crashing or be, being attacked or whoever you want to interpret that. Bitcoin's comfortable price in a bear market is around that 30 dollars to $40,000 mark. And I anticipate most of these holders are going to wait for a much higher price than 19000 to sell their Bitcoin. Um, yeah, so Mt. Gox didn't happen. $137,000 137,000 Bitcoin I should say has not been dumped on the uh, on the market it won't be because they are releasing this these tokens when they are released and they have that infrastructure in place to release releasing them slowly and don't expect those sellers to dump hundred percent of their bags that are being released slowly to them every single time expect them to take some profits though Take some profits and keep a little is uh, what I would do. And I expect them to do the same thing. Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and bored Ape Yelp Club inspired VMA performances happened yesterday was slammed as a money grab. So this is coming from Crypto Slate. I don't know why they didn't think this would be taken any other way. However, Eminem and Snoop Dogg's video music awards performance has split opinions. Um, so they had a Board Ape. Yacht Club component to their act. Sure, you can watch this online. I just don't watch these award shows. I didn't watch this one either, uh, even though it had something to involve a crypto. I figured I'd just read the article the next day, and uh, let's move on here. Bitcoin Ape Yacht Club, or sorry, Board Ape Yacht Club, uh, also known as B A Y C, cannot save MTV. MTV's VMA 2022 took place at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Last night, as expected, celebrities lined the red carpet, showing off their choice of fashion attire with exposed mid-drips. Uh, yep, keep going here. So to be honest, I'm going to skip all this celebrity stuff and uh, just kind of talk about what it was. Uh, but they had a performance with uh, involving Board Ape Yacht Club uh, animations in the performance. I think some people knew what they were. A lot of people, most people probably had no clue. I think if you showed most people what a Board Ape Yacht Club animation was, uh, they wouldn't know that it is involved in the crypto space whatsoever. And some people that did know weren't big fans of it because these guys are Board Ape Yacht Club holders and it was kind of seen as a way to pump their own bags. And I think there's no surprise there. Uh, next story, the U.S. dollar hits a 20-year high. This is not good for the crypto space, stocks, or any assets really other than cash. U.S. dollar hits new all-time high. Uh, five things to know in Bitcoin this week. So I think this is a going to be a fairly big week in uh, in crypto. The markets open up in about 20 minutes. I'm recording this podcast at 9.19 a.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin heads into the first week of September on a rocky road downhill after United States markets Jackson Hole route. Uh, So kind of a weird sentence there, but after the news coming out of Jackson Hole from Jerome Powell and uh, news is a stretch, I think after hearing Jerome Powell's tone on how he feels about the economy and what he feels actions he's going to take in the next few months, uh, hearing his tone on that, it caused the market to dump and uh, caused all that cash influx to go to the U.S. dollar, strengthening the U.S. dollar because people sold their stocks. I think the stock market uh, market cap dropped by over a trillion. I think it was $1.3 trillion. Crypto, not as much because our market cap is about a trillion dollars. Our market cap is... In total so before this dump because right now it's less than a trillion dollars but at that moment in time where it was a hundred a trillion dollar market cap the stock market lost the entire market cap of crypto and then some on top of that Uh, last week when Jerome Powell had this negative tone and negative outlook on uh, or this hawkish outlook on what he's going to do to the economy uh, over the next couple months here what that did was cause an influx of cash or an influx of selling assets and people holding cash, causing that U.S. dollar to reach a 20-year high because people would rather take 12% inflation right now on their holdings than a 30 40 50% drop in whatever asset they're holding, whether that be crypto, stock, or whatever else. Uh, real estate has not yet been affected. However, I believe that's coming as well. We've seen real estate prices drop over the last couple months in relation to the interest rates mortgage rate rising which makes just common sense right if that uh, money is more expensive to borrow less people are going to borrow it when it's cheap to borrow more people are going to borrow it Um, and the when the money supply is uh, easy to get money's cheap of course people are going to take that cheap money and inject it into something hard and tangible and rare such as property so yeah That makes sense. However, we are seeing a decline in property value. I think that's probably going to escalate over the next three to four months. Um, Yeah, and they'll be affected just like stocks, crypto and everything else that's going to wrap up the show thank you so much for listening if you want to support the show you can check out the show links we have a patreon a link to buy a ledger device if you want to do that Uh, as well as the most important thing you can do is subscribe and uh, leave a review on your favorite podcast listening platform that's the best way you can support the show however we have lots of options available to you guys thanks so much for listening and i will see you tomorrow bye for now